Hello, I'm Olivia Braffman and welcome to If She Can, I Can, the podcast that aims to edge all of us ambitious women that little bit closer to navigating how on earth we get the high-flying career we love and have kids without totally burning yourself out and challenges the role society thinks we're supposed to play in it all. How? By talking each week to inspiring women who have proven the statistic wrong and have done just that. Let's get into it. I am super excited to be joined today by mother of two, Holly Kirby, author, leadership coach, motivational speaker, and fellow podcast host. And that is all outside of her 24-year high-flying career in marketing and with more degrees and certifications than I have time to mention today. One pivotal moment in her life, which we will get into, inspired Holly to write her incredible new book, Facelift. Embracing Hope Through the Heartaches, which is out now by the time this goes out. It definitely got me thinking of those big dreams that we all have and we often put off until something huge happens in our life that gives us the motivation to make a change and, and do the thing. And I often think, you know, why are we why are we waiting to do the thing? Why do we need to wait for these big things to happen? It's always such an interesting concept. Holly's passion is helping people live a life full of purpose, which I think is everyone's goal. What does that mean? How do we find it as individuals? I certainly need help discovering mine, so I'm really excited to get into it. And if Holly's energy is anything to go by, I know you will come away feeling truly inspired. So a huge welcome, Holly. Oh, thank you so much for that warm introduction. It is such a pleasure to be with you today. Awesome. Now I need to get to know your career journey because it's totally fascinating to me. You've built up an amazing career working in marketing, events, culture, and still, I believe, are, you know, full-time employed and, and in that space. And then you've got this incredible offshoot where you're also an author and a podcast host and a speaker and, and so many things. How did all of these other things come about when did they come about? Are these kind of burgeoning desires that you've always had? Were they natural evolutions in your life that have suddenly led you to kind of take this path? So interested in, in how, how someone becomes all of these things as well as their career. It really all came from this book. <laughs> and and I, don't want, I, I don't know if I should say I, I blame my mom or I want to thank my mom at this point, but I went through some really tough trials and, and my mom just kept telling me, God's going to use this, but you're going to have to go through it first. And she would keep telling me, you need to write a book. You're going to write a book one of these days. Not yet, but you're going to write a book. I had no desire to write a book. I never wanted to write a book. About anything in particular or just you need to write a book? Ah, good question. So it was more on my Facebook. So just going through the live trials, I started using Facebook. Well, first of all, I've got to tell you the first post I ever did, I had no clue how to use Facebook. But then as I went through these trials, I, I just learned that this was kind of my open-ended diary, so to speak. Like I, I hate journaling. I absolutely hate journaling. I don't want to have to relive it. I don't want to have to take the time. But there was something about putting it out on Facebook with the photos. And I think that's a huge thing is I'm such a visual person, but then also I'm such a, a personalized and, and memento type person. So I like this mm. but it's hard to take the time to do that. So putting it out on Facebook, I was able to connect the story of what happened within the day with the photo that pertained to that. 
And then as I went through these trials, I was able to look back and just remind myself to live and just see God's blessings throughout even the toughest times in life. So, so often we can get so focused on the negatives that we forget to overlook or we do overlook. We get to forget to focus on the positives within each day. And so that's really what I was doing on Facebook. And, and my mom had a, a lot of people, friends, colleagues, people in her uh, women's groups, things like that, that would comment just about how my Facebook posts were inspirational to them or encouraging to them, or just they felt like they could relate, that they weren't alone. And uh, that's really where the catalyst came from and where she was referencing to, you need to write a book is it was, I think for her, it was more along the lines of maybe a, a devotional or, or something to encourage people. But but it just kind of took legs of its own as uh, the day that she passed away, she actually was diagnosed suddenly with glioblastoma brain cancer back in 2019. And we lost her a very quick seven and a half months later. And the day that she died, I promised her, I will write that book. And uh, so I, I'm a woman of of my promises. I keep my promises and I have learned from this. I have to share. You should probably research some of your promises first and what goes into it. I had no clue. You're like, how do I even start to write it? <laughs> right. So I, uh, yeah, then the pandemic hit in 2020. So here in the United States, it, it surfaced more around March time. And mm. so of course schools closed. So now I was doing the at home school teacher as well as mom, as well as uh, working in the workforce. And then that became where, okay, I'm going to do that from home as well. And, and so I, I really had the time to then start working on the book. And right. truly from that, as I talked with publishers, they were the ones that said, you, you need to start a podcast. You need to have your social media presence. And all of this just came into fruition. People started asking me to speak. And from there, I needed to set some boundaries for my time. So that's where the coaching came from. And I had companies reach out and ask for me to consult during the, the pandemic times. So I made a promise and it opened mm -hmm. door after door after door. It's been hard to, to step through to the door sometimes, even though it's wide open and has my name flashing in lights of this is where you're supposed to go. But it's, it's also definitely been an act of obedience. And it's been exciting to see where it's taking me and just the road that it's paving ahead that I wouldn't have even imagined. Well, this is so you start off on Facebook and you're sharing just your day. You know, sometimes bad things will happen. And it, I guess people are connecting with the way that your your perspective on the different things that are happening is, is that what, and they're kind of connecting with, I guess, the truth, because I think so many people uh can get frustrated with social media because people kind of paint a bit of a picture and you kind of think that's not real life right and clearly you were talking in a way that that was real life oh yes it, it was all authentic genuine raw real you know those days where it's like a posting of norman rockwell painting where a woman is just like sinking against the wall and hair ragged you know and maybe a phone on her her shoulder that was kind of the image there and and i shared about today was a rough day and i am falling into bed and i'm kind of wondering did anyone see that i succeeded in this day <laughs> you know that i that i accomplished everything yeah. the kids are alive the gold was alive everyone was fed and the job was done you know and it, it's just a real mm. and authentic way to yourself of it is okay to not be okay it is okay to, to have those days where you're like i give up I, I wave my white flag and and i need to go to i'm in a mommy timeout i put myself in mommy timeouts so just being able to present a way that that shows I am so blessed. I am so grateful for the gift of life. I, I 
so thankful for anything and everything that I have, the relationships that I have, where I'm at in life. And yet with that, it's okay to say, today was not a fun day. You know, that this was not how I expected things to go. But still, there's good to be found in it. And uh, there are things to learn from it too. And I think that's part mm. of every day is looking for the optimism that, and, and not, I'm not talking about being a, a perky person where it's like, everything is fine. Everything's fine. Not that, but, but more of, okay, not, not the fabulous of days, but where were the blessings? Well, you know what? I had a car. I'm thankful for transportation. Um, I have health insurance. I'm, I'm thankful that just for that peace of mind that if anyone does get ill, I can go to the hospital. Mm. Uh, you know, things like that, your gratitudes. But then also just looking at opportunities to learn and grow. I think that there's so much to learn and grow in every day from every person around us, regardless of their age or gender or ethnicity or whatever. We always have an opportunity to learn something every day. So I love to be able to learn from my son. I love to be able to learn from my neighbor or learn from a coworker or have my eyes opened in some way and be able to take that in. And it doesn't mean that I'm always going to agree, but it does give me an opportunity to increase my growth mindset. Yeah. It reminds me, literally this week, I just had a baby and I was on the phone to my mother-in-law and she's like, what have you done today? And I, I was like, I feel like I've done... I feel like I'm exhausted and I've achieved nothing because I haven't left the house. Maybe I'd showered, but if I did, it was like 90 second shower. <laughs> what um, you know, it was like a quick, like, ah, baby's crying, quickly shower. Yeah. And I remember being like, I've achieved nothing. And she was like, but you've kept a human alive. And I, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yes. Like that's, I guess you just have to, <laughs> sometimes you just need someone else's perspective to realize that, things are okay. Like you're doing okay. Yes. You know, and I kind of needed to hear that on that day. I'm like, oh yeah, keeping human lives like pretty good. Sometimes you just, I, in my head, I'm one of those people that needs to tick everything off a list. And I didn't have like keep human alive on, on the list of things to tick off. I had like, I don't know, some life admin or laundry, all these other things (laughs) that I didn't tick off. And you just do need that reminder sometimes I think. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that brings up a good point, Olivia, of there's so many things on our list are task oriented, right? Things that we have to achieve mm. when parts of our day to be celebrated and, and recognized as, as truly an achievement in itself, something you did in your day is being in the moment and being intentional. And, and maybe that, that moment that you had that was intentional and that the difference that you made in that day was simply to be and to hold mm. your newborn baby. You know, it, just to, to have that, that one-on-one time with them, for them to hear your, hear your voice and, and feel your skin, that was your purpose. That, that was your, your impact in the day. And that's huge. That's huge. I know. So that's awesome. better than laundry. Yeah, right? Exactly. It's so much better than laundry. <laughs> your laundry doesn't love you back, <laughs> right? <Ew. laughs> so true. So true. So do you think if it wasn't for your mom, you would have? written the book I would you would have written a book no nope would never have written a book if it weren't for my mother not at all even though it was a thing that was like I would be cool if I did that thing do you feel like it was again such a huge moment of of your mom saying you need to do that thing and you just clearly being a person of promise yeah but you then were so compelled to to kind of see it through yeah but without that who knows what would have happened your life would have taken a very 
different course potentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've often thought that too of, man, what would I be doing right now if I didn't have all this on my plate? But yeah, no, I had other people who had commented on my Facebook, you need to write a book or would you write this type of a book? And and they threw out all types of ideas, whether it be a devotional, whether it be a self-help, whether it be even a kid's book, a children's book, there was all types of ideas. And it was always <laughs> just, you know, kind of that courtesy acknowledgement mm-hmm. of, oh, thanks, that's nice of you. But it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's never going to happen. So no, it was totally, it was totally my mother and her her influence, her impact, and the legacy that she has left for me. And and I, I, I say that, yes, I wrote it because I made that promise to her. And, and I did, and I fulfilled that. <laughs> I have fulfilled that. But there's also something to be said in just having a mentor that we look to and heeding their words of wisdom. And it, it doesn't mean that we're always going to do what other people say. I'm not saying that. But there are some people that are going to be in our, our life that they just, they can see the bigger picture. And so when they're able to speak truth and speak life into us and, and that wisdom, the, those nuggets of wisdom that you can just take and embrace and go, okay, they're onto something. And I don't mm. know what this looks like, but I'm going to check into the, the next step, you know, and, and just see what this might entail. And I think with making that promise, that is where it it bought in the commitment to to see it through. But I, I think her impact in my life, her influence in my life as my mentor and, and, and a woman of, of such high integrity and character and someone I truly admired, uh, that that definitely had a lot of, of weight. Yeah, of course. And look, you make it sound easy. You're like, you know, your mother told me, told you to write a book. So you wrote a book. And then someone was like, if you're going to write a book, you're just start a podcast and do all the, and you're like, okay, done. And you've kind of just birthed all of these amazing things and, and built an, a huge platform in and around the book. And, and you've just sort of done it. You didn't necessarily, you'd never done a podcast before you did a podcast. You'd never written a book before you'd written a book. And you're kind of going, I spoke to some publishers, but I presume these were all new conversations you were having for the first time with new contacts. And clearly you're just that person that can get stuff done and go, right, here's the end goal. What might the steps be in between that I need to figure out and navigate to get to it? Would that be right? Or did someone kind of hand you a black book of oh goodness, people I, I, to speak to, <laughs> to do all these things? It would be nice to say, here's your golden ticket. And right. you have like this check mark. It's like, you know, for you having a new baby, right? If someone just handed you a manual and said, this is exactly what you do when each of these situations happen. Yeah. It just doesn't exist, right? So no, yeah, I thank you, first of all, for that compliment. I think first and foremost was just write. Just write out whatever is in your heart. Write out what is on your mind. And I did. I would just sit here for hours and write. And my kids were so supportive. I would be outside watching them in a lawn chair as they're playing around. And I'd get out and play with them too. But then they'd say, Mom, go back to write. And they were so encouraging of me. And so I'd just go back and head down, focused in on that computer and just write. And then after that, it was, okay, Lord, I wrote the book. You know, is that where it is? is? Is that where I leave it? Or what's the next step? And and so truly, that is the foundation where I have to give all credit is the power of prayer. From there, yes, I'm definitely looking into seeking counsel and what that looks like. So and being again, being open, it, it is okay to know 
that you don't know everything. It is, is okay to say, I don't get this. Will someone teach me? And so one of the first steps I did was I went to my tax consultant, <laughs> which sounds odd to do, but I'm sitting in his office and I'm like, I don't know what to do with all of this. You know, I'm, I think I'm going to, you know, I just wrote this book. I think I'm going to go on with trying to pursue publishing. And, and then these people have asked me to speak. So I, you know, we'll be doing that. And what does this look like? You know, and, and I went to him more of dumbfounded of just help me. And he said, yeah, you need to start a, up your own company. That's the next step, Polly. That's per, in preparation for where this is going to go. And, and I remember looking at him and thinking, you have far more faith in me than I have in myself. Like it was, what are you envisioning? You know? And, and so from there, he actually set me up with a lawyer who was amazing about getting the, the, the company all set up. And he even was above and beyond he does a lot of speaking himself he's he's an amazing lawyer and legal counsel and so he provided to me like contract examples and how to negotiate a speaking deal and like he just went above and beyond that again i was open to learning from that you know and okay i i have no clue what i'm going to do with this but i'm going to file this away so that if i do need it one day and sure enough i did and and then again as i reached out to the different publishers and they were giving me the the advice of, yeah, you got to start the podcast. A what? I had never even listened to a podcast before. I was like, okay, you do know my age, right? Like I'm not one of the new millennials coming up where they all listen to podcasts, right? Which I, they amaze me because they can pick up one thing and have like 50 episodes out. And I'm like, I don't even know what microphone to buy. So <laughs> I was going and, and truly trying to learn from others and yeah, doing your research and, uh, and then just one step at a time. And it's, it's like the phrase, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Well, that's how mm. all of this came. And so it might look easy, but there have been so many tears involved. There have been so many prayers said, there's been so many Google searches and a lot of self doubt too. You know, when you mm -hmm. enter these spaces, you start to have that imposter syndrome, you know, of, oh my gosh, of course. I and and will anyone listen or does anyone want to buy this book or you know whatever and it, it's just yeah pressing through all of that and uh, just where where your purpose is where your path is leading step into it embrace it mm. but I've been I've tried to embrace it with an intentional mindset of walking in faith that yeah is never where I would have chosen I have no clue what I'm doing in this next step but I'm going to be obedient and taking that next step and that. Uh, open to the advice given to me, wisdom and discernment to know, you know, what to weed out, what to, what to take in. Uh, and then also being uniquely us, you know, it, we can often so, so often look at other people and go, Oh, well, they're doing this. I should do that too. No, that's, that's not your thing. That's not what, what you're supposed to do. Right. Um, some people, for example, with me, they're doing YouTubing. I still haven't figured out YouTubing with podcasting, so it's okay. Uh, so just not not settling, but being okay with where you are supposed to be and not feeling like you have to do it all or be like this person or that person and, and how they're doing um, something similar because you are uniquely you and you have something to offer as you, not as them. Uh, I love that. I love that. And you're employed as well and what I find amazing is so you have your employers full support of, of what you're doing outside of work and 
I'm interested in like, how did you approach that conversation? Because I think it's very much kind of in to have a side hustle. Everyone's like, you need a side hustle. You need 25 incomes, passive income. Everyone's kind of the new thing that everyone's striving for. But the reality is most people's employers also expect that you give them 100% of your time, attention, you know, during working hours or whatever it might be, particularly in senior positions, which of course you're in. So how did that conversation go for you? Yeah, I think timing is everything for one. And with myself, that timing fell within the pandemic. And so they understood that, hey, there's some things we can't offer right now because of the pandemic going on. And there's going to be some opportunities that open up that those are going to be great and and take advantage of those. But yeah, just sitting down and having that conversation of, hey, I don't understand where this is going. I have no intent of leaving the business, leaving the company. I love what I do, but these are the doors that are opening up. And I, I just want to bring this to your attention, make sure that we're cool and just know that you still have, as you mentioned, my 100%. And, and then fulfilling that, making sure that you're still keeping to your commitments, following through, excelling in what you do, asking for help when you need help. There have been weeks that I've been like, oh my gosh, this is the week that I have a huge book edit due to the publisher. I'm kind of freaking out right now. <laughs> so, you know, just being open, raw and real about that also. And then giving yourself grace too, of knowing that, again, I, I can give my best to everything, but how I'm going to give my best to everything and do everything well is to say no to some other things. So there are some opportunities that even in consulting, I said no to, not because I don't offer consulting anymore, but because I was focusing on finishing up the book for in the deadlines and then also making sure I still gave that 100% to my employer. Reminding ourselves that whenever we say yes to something, it's having to say no to something else. And so really implementing boundaries to where we know what we say no to so we can say yes to something else and vice versa and just in protecting that and knowing that it's, it's going to shift. Not everything I, you know, when people say, how do you have a work-life balance? You don't. There are some times that work is going to need 90% of your focus, but it's for a season. There are times that you're going to go through things with, you know, as, as seasons right now with an infant, an infant's going to take a good 85% of your focus right now, you know? that's okay. So again, not, not so much an equal balance of, of life and work, but knowing that seasons are going to change and, and priorities are going to shift as well as your time as well. So true. And of course, as a coach with your coach hat on something that you focus on with people. And I can tell just in the way you speak that you clearly live with so much purpose and something that you help others is kind of discovering theirs and helping them to live their life with purpose. And I mean, this fascinates me. I once toyed with the idea of getting into leadership coaching and honestly kind of talked myself out of it because of probably the fear of there are so many and why would anyone work with me versus all these other great people. But particularly for people at home, this whole idea of living life with purpose, you know, it sounds great, but what do you think that means? And how, if there's someone at home listening, you know, particularly obviously mums predominantly where days are all consuming about their child and we're supposed to be like your child is your purpose you shouldn't have other purposes when you're raising a child what would you say are the steps that these people need to ask asking for a friend um to find their purpose or to make steps towards finding their purpose yeah oh beautiful question 
I think there's so much within what even you just asked, because again, it goes into that comparison trap of when, when so often we think of what is our purpose, it often has that comparison with it of that purpose in our title. Are we going to have a certain title like someone else has a, of a title? Are we going to have that purpose in what we achieve? Because, you know, Sally Sue over here achieved all of this and do I need to achieve all of that or what's going to be my mark I leave and and so much that can go into it. And, and I, I like to take it back to to just that ground level of knowing that there's so much fear, first of all, that that is going to stop us from attaining, you name it, our goals, our purpose, whatever you want to label that as. And it it's trying not to listen to the voice of fear of uh, of you can't do that or you've got to do this. Disappointing others. That's another one that we get really into is, is well, if I don't find my purpose, I'm going to disappoint my, my spouse. I'm going to disappoint my children. I'm going to disappoint my coworkers, whatever it might be. So being careful to overcome those fears and, and something that you can follow through, uh, not, lo- not looking to who you're letting down or what's stopping you from accomplishing those goals, but pressing into, okay, I'm going to overcome these fears of my limitations, my own limitations that are stopping me and whatever that might be. And I'm going to press more into my values. What do I value? And that's going to be completely different for everyone because what we value represents what's important to us. Mm-hmm. So when you know what you value, it, it helps drive and inspire and motivate you. So you've got to look at what do you value? You know, for me, I value my faith. I value my family. I value my character, my integrity. So all the choices I make, all these goals, all these purposes that, that are set, if you will, they're going to incorporate those values to a very high degree. And then you're going to look at, okay, well, what action do I need to take then? So I'm going to overcome those fears. I'm going to focus on what my values are. What actions do I need to take as a result? And, and some things they are going to be different because it's not always an action forward, right? What, what it could be is an action of something you need to stop doing or maybe do less of or something you need to keep doing, or do more of, or even start doing. So really looking at the action that you need to take pertaining to that value. Once you find that action that you need to take, again, if it's to stop doing something, if it's to start doing something, if it's to keep doing something, if it's to do less of something, whatever it might be, then you're going to try and find that balance. And how you look at that balance is, okay, what takes up my time? Just just overall. And and for, for me, I like to do kind of a life map, kind of a, I, bubble map for, for better words, where you put your name in the, the middle of it. And then you just draw lines out to different roles that you play. You know, family, you know, I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, I'm a, you know, whomever you might be in life, make sure to list them. And your career as well. I play this role in my career. Your health, you know, that plays into it, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, then taking into account the personal growth. What do you want to find balance in, in that growth? Where do you want to learn and grow? For some, it's listening to podcasts or reading a book or for others, it's I want to be able to take this exam so I can get this certification or maybe for others, I just I want to learn how to get my child to sleep through the night, right? So it can be all types of growth that you want to attain. Write those down as well. And then what does that look like in the community? What do you want your community involvement to be? Uh, for me, I want my kids to know 
that, that we need to get out there and serve others, right? It's not about us. It is about giving to others and, and uh, blessing others, loving others, showing others compassion and care. And, and they're not going to just get it within our walls. So we want to go out in the community and serve whatever that looks like. So basically on, on your, your bubble map, putting out all your roles, right? Stretching all of those out, putting from there all of your tasks, and then what you want some of those to look like. So just then taking a look at it and going, okay, Where's my season at? You know, what is this going to look like to find a little bit of balance so that I can enact those action steps so I can embrace my values and overcome those fears? And then you're going to set the goals. You know, what are your goals? Why do you want those goals? What do you, those goals provide for you? And, and what will those goals help you feel or achieve? And, uh, and then, of course, as we have those goals set up, that's where the boundaries come in. These are my goals that I'm going to be working on. So because I want to say yes to these, I've got to say no to these for right now. It doesn't mean for all time, just for right now. And then speak it, speak it out. You know, what good is it if we're like, okay, well, I want to do this, but I'm not going to tell anyone, you know, if with the whole book, if I would have just sat on it and gone, okay, I'm supposed to write this book, but I have no clue what I'm supposed to do. I would have gotten nowhere on my own. But you've got to speak it out, share it with some others, you know, whether it be like with my tax consultant, what do I do? Help me or letting your friend know, Hey, you know, or, you know, in, in perhaps your case, your, your spouse, your husband of letting him know, Hey, these are some of my goals that are on my radar right now. Could you just hold me accountable to those and maybe even encourage me in those because that will help us achieve those goals is just like for my kids. There were so many times I wanted to throw in the towel with this book. And I remember sitting at the kitchen table with my head buried in my hands and just sobbing. And my son would come up and put his arm around me and say, you've got this. You're doing it, mom. Don't give up. Don't give up. But he knew what the goal was and he had buy-in to encourage me, to hold me accountable. And I was so grateful. I was so grateful because truly I was ready to be done. Mm. <laughs> it has not been an easy task. It's so true. You have to put it out to the universe and then... <laughs> I also it's being accountable for yourself I always think if I kind of tell people I'm going to do something I'm so embarrassed if I don't do it and they come back to me and they're like what about that thing you you <laughs> told me about that to me is the worst thing ever that I will do everything I can to make it happen just just to not be the person that didn't follow through I love that so start with values and work from there and even just the privilege of taking the time to do something like that I think particularly mothers you're just on autopilot half the time, racing through your to-do list every day. You're just trying to kind of get to the end of it all and actually taking the time to really think about what's important for the sake of you, but also for the sake of your children and what you want to inspire them to become and all of these things. It's so important, but it's just finding that time to really think about and break it down into sort of understandable, manageable chunks. Because if someone would have said to me, hey, just go write a book, that would seem like such a faraway dream. But if I could see that it aligned with everything else that I was trying to achieve, I can see how it's much more, I'd be able to start working towards it much better. Yeah. Wow. Obviously, you've mentioned you're a mom, you've got two would sound like wonderful children who are fully supportive of everything, which is amazing. They must think they've got super mom. How do you find the time? Because you have a full time job, everything you're doing on the side for most people would also be a full-time job. So you have almost two full-time jobs. You have your role as a mother. I'm a big obsessive prioritizer, but I wouldn't know where to start with, with how you prioritize things because there are so many things on your plate right now. How do you do it all? Like, how do you prioritize your life? How do you sort of view 
getting it all done? I have given up on not using technology for a resource. (laughs) Technology and I have a very love-hate relationship. And I'm very old school. I like to take a, a good old notepad and pen and write things down. And I still have, up until just this past year, used a, a wall calendar. So I'm, I'm very old fashioned that way. And I'm completely content that way. However, I am learning that this new thing with the, uh, you know, Apple phone on how you can go on and, and do the calendar and add in your stuff going on. I have finally surrendered to that this year <laughs> because I, I did feel like, not that I was missing things, but I felt like I was running too tight and where I was stressing myself out. And so now one thing I do is everything for work and and they would laugh because they've given me a hard time about having my old school day planner, but now everything for work, I have shifted over digitally (laughs) so I can very easily pull it up and see exactly what is going on. So that is one thing is, is being able to, yes, you can teach an old dog new tricks, Um, being able to surrender to some of our mindsets of I will only do things this way. And embrace some of the new things that have come that are actually resources to help us. So that is one thing I have done. Another thing is is going back to just the advice that I just gave, you know, overcoming some of those fears and pressing into my values and the actions and, and so forth, setting those goals and the boundaries and telling people. And, and first and foremost, that's with my kids is my heart has always been from before I was a mom, I wanted to be a stay at home mom. That That was my dream. And when that didn't work out for me, I still had the conviction, the personal conviction. I do not judge anyone in their in their decision what they how they do that with with raising kids. For me, it was still a personal conviction of being there present. No childcare, no uh, key to get into the house, and they come in, you know, to an empty home. It was me. I wanted to to follow through on that. So that started with what type of job I looked for, you know, setting those boundaries of, okay, what's something that allows me to be with my kids when they're not in school, setting the boundary of my faith, even what allows me not to have to work on Sundays and still be able to go and be a part of a women's Bible study on Wednesday night, you know, things like that. So looking at those, tapping into those values and making sure to set boundaries around that first and foremost. And then as everything has, has continued to just kind of morph into all of this that it is, one, I like to incorporate my kids. And I have sat them down before, even just in the past couple of months and said, is there anything out of balance? Do you guys feel like I'm I'm with you? Are you feeling like I'm putting too much time somewhere else? And just get their input. And sometimes we just need to hear that, no, you're doing good because we can have guilt that shouldn't even be there. And in that case, that's what I was experiencing. And other times we need to be called on the carpet of, yeah, you seem to be taking, you know, too many interviews in the evening or something. And so, you know, providing some more boundaries for that, or maybe not doing like in my case, consulting is what I pushed back for a season to be able to open up opportunities for other things. So again, going back to that, some things you've got to say no to, so you can say yes to others using the resources that are available to you, such in my case, giving up and going to digital calendars, and then making sure everyone's on the same page, communicate, communicate, communicate. And I don't think we can do that too much. There's every single morning when me and my kids get up, we talk through, okay, this is what the day looks like for everyone. You know, this is the day. So we're all on the same page. Every night before we go to bed, 
okay, anything that we missed from today that we need to carry over to tomorrow, as well as, okay, this is what tomorrow looks like. So again, all on the same page. Those are great opportunities to ask questions, things for changes, implementations of whatever needs to be done. And then we're all flexible with each other. So for example, today, my son was like, hey, I have this I want to try out for after school. Okay, that can work. I have a an interview for the book release I'm going to be doing. So let's kind of teeter this and and I'll arrive maybe five minutes before your tryout thing gets done, you know? And and so it's just tweaking what today looked like. Um my daughter got a ride home from from one of her friends today because I would be on my interview call. Some things I have to give up. I didn't get to pick her up today. That's fine. She got time with her friends and I've got to let go of any of that type of guilt and realize she's fine. She's still having a good time. And she also understood, yeah, mom's busy. I can catch a ride. Hey, we're going to have fun together. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Don't hold on to guilt that isn't yours. And you won't do that if you communicate. Yeah, that is so true. And so when you say you're at your dream was always to be a stay-at-home mom. Do you mean a mother that works but from home so you could be present for your children? Or was the idea that you were full-time mom? Like, what was that original Good clarification. Yes. Um, full-time. I want to be full-time PTA president. I want to be the mom in the minivan driving the kids around to soccer and basketball and whatever else they want to do. I want to be everything. I want to be the, the classroom parent, you know, that puts together all the holiday parties. And that was what I wanted. To, I just wanted to be there for my kids 24 seven, whatever, whatever was needed. When my former husband left, that made it where that wasn't going to be my reality, but it didn't mean I have to give up everything. It just looked different. And I think that's one key thing that we can all embrace is not everything is going to go as planned, right? Or as we envisioned or dreamt a hundred percent of the time, but there's still good in it. And it doesn't mean we have to give up on whatever our dream was. It's just going to look different. I am still so blessed to get to be, I've, I've been at every single award. I've, I've missed one of my son's awards and he still holds it against me. <laughs> but but we have come to terms that um, it wasn't communicated by the, by the school. So I didn't even know about it. Um, but anyhow, we, that is someone I've got to say, I haven't missed a single thing. I have to stop and go, wait, there was that one thing that I didn't know about. <laughs> but, but, I, but again, anyhow, we have to press forward. And I can't hold guilt for that. Uh, but yeah, I've been at everything and I was able to go and have lunch with them on their birthdays and Valentine's Day and, and help. I went to on every field trip. My mom served for one of me or one of my field trip times just because I had a, a surgery, but I've been able to be a part of everything. And I'm so thankful for that. And part of that is too, is going back to those boundaries, making sure that when I was looking for that that job that provided for me and my family, I, I spoke up. It wasn't just, okay, give me whatever you have. It was, I'm thankful for whatever you have, but these are the boundaries I have to set and why. And finding what works for you, finding what works for your family and knowing things are for a season too. You know, I mean, there's going to be a day that my kids are grown and whether it be in college or just graduated from high school and onto a career, and I'm not going to have these moments again. And so I hold dear to, to what we have. And, and again, going back to making it a priority to be in the moment, to be intentional with them and have no regrets. And so whatever might come in the future comes in the future. But for now, I, I just want to, to be where they are. That's amazing. And so that must have been 
scary. So you were the stay at home mom. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, what are you going to do? You need to go out to work. And or even more in awe of you, the fact that, you know, one thing is, okay, I need to work. So who's out there with a job that can give it to me? But having time off from working for a long time, it's terrifying to go back into it. First of all, terrifying enough, just taking maternity leave and going back, but going back after you know, years of not working to then find yourself as an entrepreneur and writing a book and doing all these incredible things and serving others. I'm in total awe of you doing that. What did that feel like when you had to all of a sudden go, this is everything I wanted and I got it, but now I have to change it and I have to work and do it. Like, how did that feel at the time? Yes. Oh, so many mixed emotions, terrifying, uh, mourning, you know, grieving. There's things that we grieve in life that is not just the death of a loved one, but a death of a dream or what was, you know, a a situation even. It's kind of like when someone finds out that someone in their family has a terminal illness or something. It's the initial shock and then the grief, the having to process and mourn what has been and come to an acceptance of what is. Yeah, look what you've managed to achieve that you probably never would have predicted for yourself if you were to look into the future, you know, hey, Holly, you're going to do all of these things, you're going to be a motivational speaker, you're going to have this great career in marketing, you just wouldn't necessarily have imagined those things and pretty exciting and really shows how much is is possible if you if you put your mind to it. We haven't got long left, but I want to talk about the book. So when people are listening today, and they go out to, to buy this book, What are the key takeaways that you expect them to have from it? Or what are the inspirations they're going to have from it? What would you say they are? Well, first of all, I would want to thank them for their support of going out and buying the book. So (laughs) thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, But yes, I and I should add with that, a portion of all the proceeds will go to Huntsford Cancer Institute, so Huntsman Cancer Foundation, to help find a, a cure for cancer. So um, thank you for your support of me, but then also thank you for the impact that you would be making toward the fight against cancer. As to what I would hope they walk away from reading the book, oh, the top takeaways would be number one, there is hope. There is hope. No matter what situation you're in, no matter what fear you're facing, no matter the emotions you are going through, they are real for you. Um, they're validated, but there's hope. Second of all, you're not alone. There are so many times that we tend to, the, the phrase, what is it, to suffer in silence, you know, and, and you're not alone. There are people out there who either have gone through similar situations or are going through similar situations or will be going through similar situations. I fully believe that some things that we go through in any aspect of life is to help prepare us to help someone else in the future down the road. And so just know that you aren't alone. And hopefully that in itself is encouraging. We don't want to, uh, you know, misery loves company. Well, we don't want to sit there and wallow in our self-pity, right? We want to know how do we survive this, but not only survive it, thrive from it. Well, part of how we do that is knowing that we're not alone. And, And so we we can, again, go back to the hope, go back to that we're not alone, but then also to be inspired and encouraged. And, and inspiration comes from those around us. But then also we can look back sometimes and realize that we can be our own inspiration also. And so to look more into whatever situation you're going into and know there is hope, you're not alone, 
but then also you've got this, you've got that just one step forward. Don't quit. Don't give up. There's so much to learn and grow as you go through it. And that goes back to what we talked about earlier of having that growth mindset is whatever situation you're going through, are you willing to look for the positive for the good? And then also, are you willing to learn something from it? Because there is something that we can learn good or bad in every situation. I had a horrible boss once, horrible boss once. But what I learned from that was still good because I learned the attributes I did not want to have. And therefore, I learned how I wanted to treat other people, the type of boss I wanted to be. So even in a negative situation, there is so much you can still learn from it and be grateful to learn from it. So the inspiration and the encouragement. And then, of course, it takes you through just different things, such as grief and forgiveness and the importance of having a support group, all of that. So there's a lot of application, life application that can come from the book, too. But again, hope. We have hope. We are not alone. There is inspiration and encouragement and growth that can take place no matter what we're facing. And ultimately, it's to where we can have that facelift. We can have just as a king used to lift the face of someone he was acknowledging. That's how we can feel in every situation is just having our face lifted, knowing that we are cared for, that there is hope in the situation, that we are not alone, that we are inspiring or we have the opportunity to inspire someone else, that we can be encouraged and encourage others, even in the darkest times, and that we can embrace that hope as we go through the heartaches. Wow. I cannot wait to read this. And I will pop a link in the description. So for people to have a direct link to go and purchase it when they are listening today. But thank you so much, Holly. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. I love your positivity. I think there's a lot of positive people out there and you kind of assume, well, they've not been through anything and therefore they're really positive. But to hear all the things that you've been through and the perspective that you still have is so amazing because everyone's going to face hardships and it's all relative. Look at the person you've become as, as a result of your perspective through all of them. And I think that's a huge thing that people can take. And if they can take that from the book as well to get further wisdom from you, even better. I've certainly taken tons of notes today. And yeah, I can't wait to share your story. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Olivia. It truly has been a pleasure. Thank you for having me on and for the time spent together too. And I wish you the best with your new baby. That is exciting. Enjoy every single moment. They go by too quickly. Oh, I will do. Thank you, Holly. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please don't forget to leave me a quick review and subscribe. It helps us reach a bigger audience of women more than you know. And if there is an awesome individual who needs to share their story on this podcast, I would love to hear from you. My details are in the description below. I will see you next week.